This is an RNZ podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Money with me, Mary Holm. Thanks for taking just a few minutes to listen in while Jesse Mulligan and I talk through some useful ideas about how to make your money work better for you. Just remember though, this is guidance. Final decisions are up to you. Over to Jesse. Yeah. So Mary Holmerson, she's our personal finance expert. She's the author of the book Rich Enough, and she comes in every couple of weeks with money tips for us. Yeah, and this week I spent Tuesday afternoon at a conference all about basically ethical investing, although, I mean, one of the notes I just wanted to make here was it gets called a whole lot of different things. Mm. It gets called impact investing, responsible investing, ESG, which stands for Environmental, Social and Governance. And under governance, you've got people looking at how many women they've got on the board, how many non-Pakeha they've got on the board, That mm. uh, how companies are governed. But um, it's all, I still call it all ethical investing, I always have. And I think, I actually think that, and, and other people at the conference were saying this too, the fact that it, the same broad idea gets a lot of different names has ma- has hurt okay. the message getting out there, really. Um, but the, the whole broad idea is about investing in companies that are good companies rather than bad companies yeah. in, 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 in some ways. Morally um, good. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think it probably helps um, the whole idea that money's grubby. It helps turn that round a little bit. I know, I think there are a lot of people who don't take much notice of their investing, etc., because they think money's a little bit not very nice, mm-hmm. you know, and this is a way of perhaps taking that idea on a little bit. Um, it's, it's, that money so, can be used to do good things, or at yeah, least non-evil things. That's right, yes, it's probably... More the latter, really. Mm. The uh, the conference was was put together by Barry Coates, who used to be a Green Party MP, and he's done various things in his life. But he's more recently set up a website called Mindful Money, which I've talked about with yeah. you before. And he gathered together all sorts of people, including um, um, Robertson. Grant Robertson and and um, a whole lot of um, more than a hundred people, I'd say, quite senior business people and government people. All the big names and money. Yeah, there were quite a few big big people there, including and was, one M. Holm. Oh, absolutely. Um, there was quite a buzz in the room, you know. And and um, one little thing I liked just early on in, in in Barry's talk, he put up a little cartoon on the screen, and it was a picture of a father and two little kids sort of caveman style sitting around a campfire and the father was saying to the children yes the planet got destroyed but for a beautiful moment we created a lot of value for shareholders which is quite sweet I thought but (laughs) yeah yeah. Um, but it it just it seems to me look of course there was a positive buzz in the room there is always at that kind of occasion Mm. and but I think it's real I think that since I think it was August 2016 when the sort of story broke about all the nasty cluster bombs and that that were in some people's KiwiSaver investments, um, <laughs> and then a lot of the KiwiSaver funds have cleaned their act up at least somewhat since then. And the feeling in the room was that this whole ethical investing issue is moving from being a fringe issue to more of a 
basic issue around investing, along with, along with climate change. You know, it's all kind of climate change has definitely become way more centre stage now than it yeah. was even six months ago. I mm-hmm. think it just keeps on. You know, every time there's another huge storm or something, we yeah. we worry more. And I think alongside that, the whole idea of investing along those lines has become more mainstream than it used to be. Mm. And you've got um, a lot of businesses now not just talking about looking after their shareholders but looking after their stakeholders. And so that includes their customers and their families and everybody, really. Because um, what what is the point of putting your plastic bottles in the recycling bin if you've got $100,000 in KiwiSaver, which is supporting oil companies? Yeah, well, yes, Some might really, say. yes, yes. Others might say every little bit helps, but, yeah. but um, yeah, that, I mean, that's Others a might point. say the oil companies aren't the problem, it's our consumption of oil. But yes, yes, yeah. But it's, it's something worth thinking about. It is. It's just... I mean, I would say, you know, there's probably no one, not even Green Party leaders who do everything environmentally perfectly, yeah. you know. Um, Did you hear the woman but, from the New York Times who I had on earlier the week? She's um, she's John F. Kennedy's granddaughter. Oh, um, yeah. That's just one of her claims to fame, but she writes about the environment for the New York Times. And, yeah. And she's acutely conscious of what clothes she's wearing, having written a book about the impact that our choices make on the planet, that cashmere is bad for the planet and cotton's bad for the planet. Yeah. And then she's got to go to a party and she's like, what am I wearing, denim today? You know, how yes. did I get here? She feels very under, yeah. very conspicuous. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Look, look it's, it's not easy, but but um, it's not easy being environmentally perfect, but... But we're all, most of us are heading that way at least somewhat, I yeah, think. Yeah, and, and, and some sort of mindfulness is better than mindlessness. Yes, yeah, and the whole investment um, area is is certainly part of that. Mm. So they, um, they, they were talking there at the conference, for example, about there's a, now a sustainable finance forum in New Zealand which got a pretty impressive list of public and p- private sector leaders getting together and they're going to release a sustainable finance plan for New Zealand. They're doing an interim plan in October coming out, and then that's going to be open for discussion, and then they're doing a final plan. I mean, I think there's a lot of stuff happening, quite a lot of comments about plastic bags and comparing, you know, looking at the progress New Zealand made with plastic bags and how big a change happened in quite a short time yeah. to the point where now I'm kind of valuing my few plastic bags left anymore. Are you, I'm, you know, reusing them and yeah. making sure, because they are handy for something. Well, I'm just going to say this because I'm being honest. Yeah. I don't want to paint myself as some sort of angel on this afternoon show, but we've had to buy <laughs> rolls of plastic bags to use as bin liners. Same here, Jesse. Mm. And and a friend said to me, look, you can use um, biodegradable ones. And I said, oh, I've heard they're not very good, very strong. And she said, try one of mine and so I did and it was hopeless. But I think partly it, it just sort of fell apart. I yeah. you know, lifted it, started lifting it out of the bin and it, the whole thing just collapsed on me. What about, what um, about tea bags and a paper bag bin? Well, the, the, I think the trouble is if you put moisture in there yeah. then they 
start decomposing. And because I'm actually, you know, quite good on rubbish, I, it takes me a long, long mm. time to fill the main rubbish bin up as opposed to the compost. Yeah. And so it might be a few weeks and you're pulling the thing out. And, you know, so, yeah, I bought some plastic bags yeah. too. But anyway. Um, at, least these to... are, at least these are plastic bags that we are choosing to purchase for a specific yes. job yep. rather than being thrown at us at a yep. supermarket checkout when we don't probably need them and we're probably going to receive then, way more than we use. Yes, in their way, yes. These yeah. one, these few are sort of necessary. And um, But one of the points several people made at the conference was that they think New Zealand's getting to a sort of tipping point, that yeah. with something like plastic bags we're taking more notice and they feel that with... Um, and probably I do too, with with investing, it's getting to the point where it's starting to become a kind of mainstream issue for people. It's mm. not just a, a, a by-the-way issue. There's a few problems that came up. One is what they call short-termism, that companies still are reporting quarterly and looking at their profits annually, and no, that's never going to change. I mean... People wouldn't really probably want it to change, but it takes away the kind of longer-term focus. Well, sh- short-termism is such a problem for governments as well, yes, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Mm. It's exactly the same sort of problem, really. Um, and we can't get around that, but what we can't get around looking at the short-term, but we've also got to keep a, a strong eye on the longer-term and, and therefore rewarding companies that are doing making changes that might not affect the bottom line, might affect it negatively at first, but in the long run um, will be good for the world and probably good for their bottom line as well. Um, so we've got, what have I got written down here? Oh, another issue is the importance of trust, which came up a lot that uh, there's a widespread mistrust of the financial industries broadly, you know, and every time we hear about what's going on in Australia and wonder whether it's going on in New Zealand yeah. banks and insurance companies, etc. There's all this feeling that uh, companies might be saying they're, they're doing good environmentally and socially, um, but it's all what they're calling greenwash. And the term 50 shades of green cropped up a lot in the conference where a whole lot of different ways that people say they're being green, and some of them aren't particularly good at all. Um, but they're, <laughs> they're putting but, a picture of a dolphin on the bottle. Yes, that's right, and so that makes it all all hunky dory. Um, um, and, and the point made that people out there want certification, want to know that if a fund, for example, a KiwiSaver fund, um, says it's a good ethically good fund. Um, we want sort of proof of that. And there, there is an organisation that's been around for a long time now called Responsible Investment Association of Australasia, or RIAA, or RIA, and they actually certify um, funds to, to show that they are genuinely doing good ethical sort of stuff. And so there's, that gives people more, more trust, I think. They can, they can look to see if something's got a RIA certification on it. Um, just moving on to what, there were quite a few different government agencies and representatives there talking about what the government's doing, and I wanted to, along these lines, and I want to just go through that quite quickly. Um, Grant Robertson himself was talking about the wellbeing budget and, and the government committed on climate change and, in general, 
the government, and I do think that is happening across the board, that government organisations are taking more interest. The Reserve Bank is um, looking at how climate change affects the financial stability of the country, and they're doing more and more work on that, looking at how it might affect um, property values and so on. And the what are they also, and they're working with central banks all around the world in the Pacific and all around the world to to bring climate change and other sustainability issues into the forefront when they're looking at how how well economies are doing. You've got the Financial Markets Authority and they're they're looking to give guidance to um, companies that bring out, say, a green type investment fund. Um, Telling, working with them on their communication so they can um, be honest with people about what's really going on. The, a guy from Forest and Bird in, in the audience said, well, look, how can you ensure, ensure that the quality's good, and that, that a green fund really is good? And the FMI guy, guy said, that's hard. You know, with the, these issues of making sure things are genuinely uh, good investments is not an easy one, but... There's a lot of thought going into it. And then you've got the New Zealand Super Fund, which is the, the big fund that's saving money for um, your super more, Jesse. Yeah. Um, possibly if I live long enough, it'll help my super. <laughs> but uh, they're doing a lot of sustainable investing. They've been doing that for a long time. We've got a nice um, message from Leanne. She says she's actually switched KiwiSaver providers a few times in pursuit of ethical providers. Um, she's just recently gone from... One, I might not name them, but anyway, she says even in the latest one, she finds that she still has funds in petrochemicals, animal testing, weapons and so on, because the companies have under 10% invested. Uh, And so she's looking for 0%. Am I being naive, asks Leanne, will it ever be possible to completely remove investment funds for these products? Um, I'll jump to that in a minute. I'll just quickly... Mm. Yes, just quickly move, mention, I see we're running quite short of time here. Oh, yeah, sorry, um, that's all my tangents. No, it's all right. It's all, it's all interesting. Well, hang um, on, let's see. How, how long is uh, Eyewitness? Got, you can go up to 3.31 if you'd like. Can I? Mm. Yeah, good. That gives us a bit more time. Yeah, good. Um, just wanted to mention the New Zealand Green Investment Finance, which I don't know whether you've heard. I hadn't, I'd heard of it, but that's all NZ. GIF, they call no. it. And that was, I think it came out of the latest budget, and the government's putting $100 million aside to invest with companies in, oh, yeah. in yeah, yeah, schemes yeah. That, that specifically lower greenhouse gas emissions. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that's getting going. Uh, and and Robertson, Grant Robertson was saying that they might be getting using that as a kind of model. This one's specifically about greenhouse gas emissions, but there could be other funding for other somewhat similar projects going. Um, but I want to move on to a bit more about what's happening to ordinary people's investments, like the woman you just read out. Yeah, the KiwiSaver providers are... Um, some of them were the, 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 the people from um, Booster and Simplicity, for example, were saying that they've been talking to Vanguard, the huge big index fund company in America, and, and getting them, encouraging Vanguard to set up funds that are um, greener, which will help not just New Zealand investors, but people all around the world who can go ahead yeah. and invest in those funds. And they're also looking at when they make news, 
investments in New Zealand companies, putting pressure specifically on the boards of those companies. They're not planning to do that overseas, but they are planning to go along to annual meetings of boards in New Zealand and, for example, try and get the boards to be more diversified and uh, behaving better environmentally, etc. A lot of talk about whether people's returns are lower because the returns you generate in your KiwiSaver funds in particular, whether they're lower going into ethical funds. And the consensus these days seems to be from a lot of research that in fact they might be a bit higher or they're about the same as non-ethical funds but they're lower risk. Um, and, and, the, and, and people pointing out that it really is quite risky to invest in... Um, in dodgy companies. Someone I was talking to today was saying he'd done really well investing in cigarette companies, but that's not going to last because those businesses are sort of yesterday's businesses, mm. it seems to me. And, Sunset and, Industries. Yeah, good good expression, Jesse. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So two reasons that people are not very good at doing ethical investing. You were quoting the figures earlier about the 70 to 75% who say they'd like to have an ethical KiwiSaver fund, but only about... 8% have said they've already chosen on the basis of sustainability. And the biggest reasons are probably not that surprising why people haven't actually taken action. One is that they don't feel there's enough independent information as opposed to what the fund managers themselves are saying. Oh, yeah. And the second was it takes too long, it's too hard to do all the research on it. And, and that's what Leanne, was that the name? Mm. Yeah, was sort of saying it's hard to find the right one. Well, um, Barry Coates' New Mindful Money is a, is a really good website that's it does two main things. You can look feed in your KiwiSaver fund and it tells you what good and bad sorts of investments it's got. But then it also lets you feed in, you click a few things to say which particular issues matter more to you, like um, environmental issues versus animal testing versus um, human rights violations, etc. And you can say which of the issues matter most to you and say which level of risk you want your KiwiSaver fund to be. And they've got um, 26 funds in there that are all sort of certified as being pretty good funds mm. and tell you which one of those would best suit your particular issue. So Leanne might want to try that. Yeah, good one. Um, there's a new KiwiSaver provider called CareSaver that's only just got onto the Mindful Money website and they are, all of their funds are particularly um, uh, ethical investors. Um, yeah, so what people can do is basically use that Mindful Money. Another quick point I wanted to make is, is that MB, the Ministry for Business Business Innovation and Employment, yeah. MV, has is currently doing a review of default KiwiSaver providers and it's asking the public to feed in information um, about what they think of various aspects of default KiwiSaver providers' mm. investments and so on. And they, a couple of these specific questions are about what you think about responsible investment, whether you think it matters very much or not, and what the government could do about ensuring that default funds invest responsibly. So if people out there care about this, I suggest they Google MB, MBIE, default review, and up will come access to the form you fill out that sends information back to the government. And I have to say that I've been involved in a few projects where governments have 
government agencies have sought information from the public, sought sought their views. Mm. They tend to get a lot of views from the industry, but not as many from ordinary people. And because of that, I think... I think people might be surprised at how much notice gets taken of what ordinary people say. Right. And so if you're listening... But are so thankful to yes, get some sort of interest got, from a normal human being. We've got 10 comments yeah. from ordinary New Zealanders, yeah. and here's what they said. So I think that's something that people could do to, this afternoon, tonight, just Google um, MB default review and give some it doesn't have to be long you don't have to answer every question you could just go straight to those two questions about responsible investing and just say i this really matters and you guys have got to make it work more it's that all default funds should be responsible if if that's what you feel whatever and that could really make a difference out there yeah. Speaking of feedback from real people, a few people not really enjoying our conversation about plastic bag use. You'll be oh, shocked to hear. They were, they don't, haven't confessed to buying a roll of plastic bag. To... Certainly not. What do they use for their rubbish bag? They put some newspapers at the bottom of the bin, use them as a liner, and they take mm. the entire rubbish bin out to the main council bin and tip it in, and take it back and wash the bin, if yes. necessary, then put a new bit of paper in. Or... They do use one plastic bag, but they take it out, empty the plastic bag into the council bin, wash oh. it, and hang it out in the clothesline until it's dry, and then re. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. That's apparently um, really popular. So. Is it? Okay, look. We will try um, harder. We, we will try harder, yes. I can't say I'm going to promise on that, but yeah, that's excellent. Cool. Um, you all done then on this topic? Yes, yes, I have really. I mean, I could, if there's. One quick minute, just say, and I think I've mentioned this to you before, but some research that Mindful Money did that found that the biggest, most popular issue in New Zealand was animal cruelty, which, and then came human rights abuses. These are when people are looking at how they invest ethically. Um, human Animal cruelty and then human rights and then labour rights. So we're around animals first, but then people specifically, more than say, um, environmental issues, which quite surprised me. Mm. Um, tobacco gambling and palm oil and weapons are kind of in the middle there, but but each person has got their own priorities, and that's where I think the Mindful Money website's pretty cool um, because you can, you know, he- put heavier weight on the, the issues that matter more for you. I mean, the theme of this, as is often the theme of your conversations around KiwiSaver, is... It does require some active thinking and action from you, you yes. being the person listening, as in so many people just let their KiwiSaver do whatever and it's sort of distantly yeah. happening in the background. And so and you would need to choose an ethical fund. You'd yes. need to have a look around what's out. Obviously, there's some better tools now to make that decision, but at the end of the day, you are going to have to actually take a bit of an interest. Still have to do it, but but you can do it pretty quickly on that website. And the key thing to remember is a lot of people say, oh, I know I've decided I should move to something, but I haven't got round to doing it. You don't have to go to your current provider and say you don't love them anymore. You just go to the new one and say, I want to move to you, and they will... Go to the old one and move your Don't money. worry about hurting their feelings. That's right. They're arms dealers anyway. They don't have feelings. That's right. Hamish uses a bread bag for his rubbish. 
That's tiny. You must have tiny rubbish. Carrie's made two fabric bags, so one could be washed while the other is in use in the bin. Yeah, look, that's not silly, is it? Jesse, you and I, we'll have to report back on this. Thanks. Mary Holm, if you missed um, part of the session or if you'd like to hear Mary's Mary's previous sessions uh, with um, Money Talk, they're all on our website. Head to the podcast page at rnz.co.nz.